In an age of turmoil, can free idiots discussing movies change the world? No! Podcast! On infinite herbs. Mainly because there's like ten lines of dialogue in this entire film. Yeah, it's mostly just um, <laughs> stupidly attractive people running through the desert. <laughs> it's mostly Brendan Fraser going, ah! <laughs> <laughs> I have, I have three realize- lines where I'm just trying to f- spell the word hamanaptra. We should see my spelling of anaxonamun. I have spelt the word Pharaoh six different ways in my notes, and I don't know which one is right. I could have just Googled it, but I thought, I'm just going to write down all the different ways I think you can spell Pharaoh until I think it looks right. One of them's got well, a key with it. You've done, you've done a lot better than I have, because I did not remember anyone's name. So I've got a guy called Pornstash. Um, <laughs> which one? Oh, Benny. That's, uh, yeah, the, the one with the... <laughs> yeah, the fez. Got a weird wispy mustache, um, and then I've just I've proceeded to call Brendan Fraser just uh, Brendo. Don't know why. B dog. It's a it's a film that is just jam packed with very confusing pronouns. From start to finish, it's just names that I can't spell or pronounce. Oh, I thought I got confused. I thought, like, do you not know how to say she? (laughs) (laughs) You know what? For a film called The Mummy, it you don't see the mummy for about three hours. Yeah, it all kind of packs itself into the last half hour, doesn't it? Uh huh. Uh huh. I did make a note of when the mummy turns up, and it is fifty-eight minutes. (laughs) <laughs> when the mummy is resurrected. Uh, well, I mean, we've started. So welcome, everyone, to Podcast on Infinite Earths. So if you haven't guessed already, we have watched The Mummy for today's episode. So the we good would... one. Yeah, yeah, the good one. Not the, not, the, well. not the miserable, joyless Tom Cruise flop from 2017. Uh, but before we get into all of our many, many detailed notes, let's get our introduction out of the way. I'm Lewis. I'm Tom. I'm also Tom. Ah. See, I thought I'd do it right this time. <laughs> so it made sense. Wow. The, was the, a load of, I was, as the anxiety each week builds and builds. <laughs> I don't, what am I going to have to say? The, re- <laughs> the relief in your voice for being able to say it, because last time you couldn't say it properly because Tom Bryan wasn't here. And yeah, it we really, did little... I think that ruined your whole week. It threw me off completely. Yeah. I've been sleeping downstairs with it. Like, <laughs> that was a pre-existing problem. Unrelated. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, like I said, yeah, we have watched. I, I don't know if, yeah, I don't know if the good mummy is the word. The 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 better mummy. A modern classic. Yeah. Okay. Um, let's do some quick facts first. Um, so Tom says it was a modern <laughs> modern classic, released in 1999. Uh, directed by <laughs> Stephen Summers, starring Brendan Fraser, Rachel Weiss. We're going Weiss or Weiss? What are we saying? Is it German? Weiss. I'm going to go with Weiss. Weiss. Rachel Weiss. 
uh, John Hanna, Arnold Vosloo, Kevin J. O'Connor, and uh, just countless <laughs> B actors you don't know in anything. I like else. the way like you couldn't say Rachel Vice, but you said Vosloo. <laughs> yeah. Come in. Perfectly. I mean, and very phonetically <laughs> spelt name. Yeah, it's just it's just a lot of B-list actors after that. Uh, budget of $80 million, I think mostly on Brendan Fraser's hair. Uh, box office of $416 million. Um, and the trilogy that Stephen Summers directed actually grossed over $1.4 billion. Not bad. Mm, wow. Not bad for what is essentially the same film three times. Yeah. Who'd have, who'd have thunk it? Well, Stephen Summers did, clearly. Could now, what else three. do I know him from? Has he done an X-Men or something? Uh, he's not done an X-Men. I'm going, oh, here we go. I'm on IMDb already now. Hold on. Steven <laughs> yeah, Summers. He's definitely not done the an Mummy X-Men. One, two, and three. <laughs> yeah, you know him from The Mummy <laughs> Returns and then the other one. Mummy oh, you might know him from G.I. Joe. Um... <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know that. Um, I know that that Vaslu guy was in GI Joe, as well. Oh, Van Helsing. Hey, that's it. He directed Van oh, Helsing. That makes sense as well, because you know the Benny character. Yeah. Uh, do you remember the Eagle in that movie? Nope. Same guy. Vague, was it him? <laughs> if, if it's him. <laughs> Doesn't look like him, but has the exact same voice. Oh. oh, God, that voice. I feel like Van Helsing's one of those films that we'll get round to doing one day. Yeah, we will. <laughs> and we'll have to, like, you know, like, is it Clockwork Orange? You've got to just like, have our eyes taped open to watch the whole thing. It's so long. <laughs> Can't look away. Oh, my very first note for, uh, for this film is just, I haven't seen this before. I hope it's good. Have you not seen it before? Have you never seen? How have you never no. seen the Mummy? Uh, well, having seen it now, I can understand why I've never seen it before. <laughs> I haven't Lewis, missed out you, much. Are we going to know for someone? <laughs> for someone who decided to do a podcast about films, you have not seen any films. This is why I'm doing the podcast so I can watch the films. However, I have seen Stargate, and this film is basically just Stargate. So. Same thing, just lots is, of ancient is, Egyptian names. Is it though? Have you yeah. seen Stargate? Do you know what it's about? No, no, Lewis, you're the only person who has seen Stargate. Right then, don't argue with me then. <laughs> don't argue if you've not seen it, but it, a lot of this is remarkably similar. Minus the spaceships, it is basically the same thing. Um, the spaceships in The Mummy? Yeah. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Okay. But there is a full episode of Stargate that just involves little... Uh, creatures that devour people that look exactly like the scarabs and I'm fairly sure they just stole it from this film. So, I don't like those things. Didn't like them at all. No, they are really off-putting. I was terrified of them as a child. I mean, Omar Lily does some hardcore buggy <laughs> your insides acting. It's like, he goes for it. And he runs into it's, a wall. It's the weirdest, <laughs> weirdest bit of a film. I feel like that's his impression. He does um, Godzilla getting his what what were those scarab things meant to be based on like what 
Is 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 there some sort of like? <laughs> they are based on scarabs. Yeah, but that's not a thing, though. That that, that thing's never existed. No, beetles no, exist. Scarab yeah, but, beetles. Yeah, but that. Exist. Yeah, but that in its. It, you guys are assholes. You know full well <laughs> that those things don't do that. They don't burrow under your skin and eat your face from the inside. No, I've never met one, so I don't know. There's a reason I've not been to Egypt, but. Like, I know scarabs are a real thing, but those things that can run at like 20 miles an hour and have a herd mentality to devour human beings just seemed like an odd... Because if those things were real, they would rule the world because clearly no one can stop them. And there's millions of them in one temple. All you need is Brendan Fraser with a knife and a gun. <laughs> well, Flick it out. There's, on, there's only one Brendan Fraser, so... He can't save us from all of them. Well, I, I mean, he can't. He can't now. Yeah, this movie fucked him up. Where is Brendan Fraser these days? What's he doing? Doom Patrol. Oh yeah, he's, he's, he's sneaking back in, but he literally he stopped having to do action after I think the second one of these. Like, well, he, but he did the third one. Yeah, but he didn't do as many <laughs> stunts. Hmm. Wasn't wasn't his like his in-world son? The main star of the third one. Oh, they tried. Yeah, they tried to like hand it over. It didn't work. <laughs> yeah. But no, like, he le- he legitimately broke his body in these films, and that's why he doesn't do action anymore. I think I think he nearly died at that hanging scene. You know. Probably. Hollywood cut people. I think I read somewhere that he lost consciousness and they had to resuscitate him after that hanging scene, which that that seems like a fault on the part of the director or the stunt producer whoever designed that stunt i assume got fired for nearly killing brendan fraser a week into filming yeah i reckon if it wasn't for these movies he would be like he'd be in a marvel movie he'd be doing all these action movies now he'd probably be like liam neeson it he might be captain america if it wasn't for these movies. <laughs> he definitely wouldn't have been. I could see him as Captain America. <laughs> yeah. He's he's big enough. Fucking hell, he's, he's massive. He's he big is, He's built, yeah. But like the last time I, I saw Brendan Fraser properly was like an episode of Scrubs from like 2009. Oh, yeah. <laughs> last time I saw him. I've not watched Doom Patrol, so I don't know how he's doing it. I'm, I'm worried about him. Well, I hope he's okay. I think you only see him once in Doom Patrol when he has his because he's a race car driver. He has his accident and then yeah, then he's, he's the he's robot, robot, isn't he? <laughs> yeah. What a waste of that smile! <laughs> I really wanted him to have like a robot quiff, just like a little <laughs> strand of hair. <laughs> he's always got that sort of, you know, cover boy sort of haircut. What I'm saying is, I love him and. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and I want him to hold me gently, <laughs> sing me to sleep. Um, right, where do we go from here? Um, Let's do the movie, shall we? Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> so the film, the film starts, and straight away, it it just delves into torture porn immediately. It got naked much quicker than I thought it did. She's yeah, not wearing an outfit. Yeah, it did. Yes, it did. God, just in paint. Uh, yeah, so she is wearing uh, a bit of mesh and some paint. And we we are old men. 
<laughs> put put some clothes on. Yeah, half of my notes are me feeling bad for Rachel Vice and stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she gets tied up a lot and just just was... just kissed on without permission many many times. Yeah, yeah, I don't like is it's not nice, is it? Was was Rachel Vice considered the um? The, the attainable one, the unattainable woman. Like back in the nineties, was was everyone like, oh, oh yeah, Rachel Vice. I think that that, that grandmother's haircut really does that for me. <laughs> I could only assume that they were trying to go for a nineteen twenty. Hey, I had no idea this was set in the nineteen twenties. That was a pleasant surprise. I really enjoyed the style of the film. I have to say that for it. it. The film, it's to me, it's a love letter to adventure movies of the past and stuff it's yeah it, it, you can see that it wants to be uh like an older action movie um which i i, I quite liked I, i'm i'm all for brendan fraser's high-waisted khaki pants oh, and suspenders yeah. <laughs> that's that's a style that i think needs to come back because high-waisted all, trouser yeah all the men looked fantastic i have oh. to say those suspenders the the, the v-necks oh. The high-waisted oh pants. <laughs> I you remember earlier when I said terrific. we were old men? You literally just said, what I want is I want trousers up to my nipples. <laughs> I thought they looked great. But yes, Rachel Weisz um, was remarkably sought after in this film. And look, look, I don't get it, but it's fine. She seems like a lovely, lovely lady. What's she doing these days, for, for that matter? Still acting. Yeah. She's in um she's in freaking uh, She in a Bond film. Probably. Have, have I made that up? Am I just she's, lying to you? What am I saying? Black Widow. She's in Black Widow. Is she? What does yeah. she do? But we, we haven't seen Black Widow. No, but she's like the mum. Oh. oh that doesn't count then. Oh, 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 okay. we, <laughs> Why we... does it... she's still in it. <laughs> no, not until I've seen it. I don't believe you. Um okay. <laughs> well she well, she's not in much anymore. Okay. Well, I'll I'll reserve judgment for Black Widow then whenever we get to see that. No, she's not in a Bond film. I don't know why I said that. Is she still rocking that um, sexy librarian look? Um. Yes. Okay. She's also the worst librarian in the world. But yeah. <laughs> yeah, she is. <laughs> Terrible. Terrible. Uh, yes. Yeah, so anyway, the start of the film... Um, it really lays its cards on the table immediately. Like, this is going to be a horny film filled with confusing names and some just surprisingly unpleasant torture sequences. Yeah. I think that's... Put that in the poster. <laughs> and also, how weak were the, your average people in Egypt back in the day? Like, there's a bit where all the, all the gold servants are, like, closed in the door. There's six of them. And then the pharaoh are just like, no, I'm a middle-aged man. I'm alike. <laughs> Maybe that's actually, like, a, a little um, sort of ref- bit of social commentary to the um, 5000 BC. <laughs> Not very relevant social commentary, but, you know, they weren't very well looked after, these slaves, surprisingly but enough. The thing with the door happens again, though, because Benny, who I... Again, I've, you've, I've only just remembered his name. Um, closes the door, and Brendan Fraser then can't open it. It's like, how strong is Benny compared to Brendan Fraser? He's got he's got that mad sort of fear and like fear strength. 
<laughs> like, like if your kid's trapped under yeah. a car, you can yeah. just lift it. <laughs> I have to say, this this film moved at a mile a minute. Like, it's a romp. It, it totally is. <laughs> it's it it is a proper proper action film. It doesn't it doesn't try to be anything other than just non-stop ridiculous action because after we get that opening prequel sequence in in ancient egypt with a weird wet ghost cgi which i don't like very very odd can can we talk about the cgi it is dog shit (laughs) (laughs) i think think (laughs) most of the budget went on the sand cgi because that was kind of okay but right but then i think and then, like I said, I think most of it was just on the, the... There was clearly a huge production cost for this film because like, the extras were aplenty. Uh, the costuming, clearly. And yeah. just, uh, yeah, I, I don't think there's much left for this. Because $80 million doesn't go a long way, really, when you've got this... Because it is a big film. And that isn't actually a big budget for a film this big. It might have been in the 90s, I guess. But, yeah, CGI is not the film's strongest. It's no. not its forte. The first time you see the mummy moving about and all that, that kind of thing, it's not bad for '99. That like that. No. But then it's, it's just inconsistent, though, isn't it? Yeah, very inconsistent. Because yeah, there are some bits like, oh, that's okay. That, that looks a bit creepy. And then there's some bits where, where, where they very much rely on the shadow of what's happening because they can't show you exactly what's happening. <laughs> <laughs> so we, we ran out of blood money, so you're just going to do this bit in the shadow. All right. <laughs> yeah, or we're going to stab the mummy, but he's going to hold the wound completely so you can't see any sort of... <laughs> it's like a wobbly knife sticking out. <laughs> Stick around. And it is... <laughs> Nice. <laughs> I'm, I'm all about bringing back in other episodes into yeah, this. I like it. Yeah. Ah, who would he be in this movie? Benny. Oh, Benny. <laughs> <laughs> no. Can we have him as the old, old <laughs> Can we have him as old Majalili's character? Yes. Yeah. Just absolutely. shouting loudly in Egyptian, like. Oh, I think I think he would be great. Quite frankly, I think it'd be fantastic. Yeah. Um, but what yeah, I mean, straight at the straight at the start of the film, I was just like, "What the fuck is happening here?" I don't know what any of these people are saying. There's so many. Like, I, I still don't know how to pronounce this woman's name. Anaxonamun. Is that is that okay? Yeah, that's all right. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Better than half the people in the cast. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, the the next sequence in the film though, I actually thought was pretty great. The um, that big sequence in in Egypt when it's it's the first time we meet Brendan Fraser's Rick O'Connell and it's it's just a really well choreographed scene with all like the pharaoh guards coming in on, yeah, on the, horseback the foreign legion and yeah, yeah. I, it, I, it, it's really oh, there's, there's a, a lot of it's not even racial stereotypes it's just complete caricatures mm. with bad teeth oh yeah <laughs> Benny I, I I don't know what accent he's going for he's very where he's from yeah, there's yeah, a lot is of he people. Even Egyptian. Like, I don't think he is. He's in the yeah. foreign region. He could be from anywhere. There's a lot of like <laughs> nationally ambivalent people in this film. I can't ambiguous people. I can't quite work out where they're supposed to be from or what accent they're supposed to be. The well, accent. Apparently, apparently, Rachel Vice and John Hanna are both half Egyptian. So, 
That's something. <laughs> no, they are not. <laughs> they are the whitest people in the world. <laughs> John Hanna's Scottish accent cannot right. be tamed. It sneaks in a couple of times. <laughs> <laughs> There's a line he's like, I'll go and get the car started. <laughs> I'm <just> like, what? <laughs> I'm glad we got to it. I got two. I noted them down. Hold on. <laughs> it cannot be tamed, that accent. Hey, there's a bit where it's like, uh, why not you? <laughs> uh, Tom, it's okay for me to do it, but but not you. Okay. Uh, well, if I do it, it'll sound Scottish. <laughs> if you do it, it'll sound like he's from the West Country. The West... <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> uh, you yeah, oh, yeah, there's, the bit. there's a bit where Brendan and the, the sexy Sandman uh, are breaking through a ball. Which one? Uh, put your backs into it. <laughs> <laughs> it, it surprised me because John Hannes is, is a good actor and he just couldn't get the accent under control. It, it... I think his character was actually drinking first. <laughs> oh, definitely. <laughs> definitely. It was funny. I was, we were speaking on, on, on the chat about I was like, I don't know if I like John Hanna. And then you reminded me he was in that brilliant parody crime series a touch of cloth and then i realized actually i love john hanna so i went on pretty wild I, th- I just don't think i liked his character in this film i think he started off as the classic hating scottish people and then you were you came around. yes that's that's correct <laughs> he he won me over by the end of it um, i think when brendan fraser punched him right at the start i kind of enjoyed it a bit too much and then i sort of i sort of warmed to him as it went as it went along um <laughs> so, sorry, just one of my notes here just says Brendan Fraser looks terrific. I'm really hung up on his style in this film. <laughs> it's that yeah. foppish hair for me. <laughs> it's when it's when Rachel Weiss is mid-sentence and he comes out and he's had a haircut and a fresh trim and she's like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they give her a proper... Um, I don't know. They they don't do a lot for the female characters in this film, really. Because no, she's that... just drooling over him at one point. Well, I mean, we do... all are, obviously. but Yeah, they genuinely seem to have chemistry, though. Like, I think that's a good casting choice between the two of them, because they seem to play back and forth and get along a little bit. It's not like any film with Tom Cruise in where the woman is interchangeable because he can't connect with human beings. Have you heard some of the things that people say about Tom Cruise, though? Um, you know, Thandie Newton, who's in Westworld, um, and yes. she was in Solo as well. Um, I, don't, I, don't, I think it was a Mission Impossible. I don't know. Whatever film she was in with Tom Cruise, Tom Cruise apparently didn't like the way she was acting. So he said, right, I'm going to act your part. Watch me acting your lines and do what I'm doing. And she was just like, no, 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 no. <laughs> That's not how they... <laughs> He sounds like a nightmare, Tom Cruise. And, yeah. and, and I suspect Brendan Fraser is, is a pretty decent guy. I, I could be wrong. He seems like a, a nice dude. I want him in my house. I just... <laughs> <laughs> okay. What, as like a butler? <laughs> no, just like a, a, a living friend. <laughs> like a dog. You come yeah, home and he's like, like scratching at the door. Brendan, can you walk? This 50-odd-year-old man. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so we've established Brendan Fraser in the house would be a good thing. Um, yes. it, it, it still took me a while to figure out what was happening, though, because the, there's that sequence when uh, Brendan gets chased by these pharaoh guards and then suddenly there's a face in the sand. Yeah, is it? 
I mm. I have a theory that uh, the the mummy guy is actually Voldemort. <laughs> it does say he who shall not be named, doesn't yeah. it? At one point. And it looks like a sound horcrux. Yeah, but that's only because they can't say the name. He who should not be named. Are you sure that's what it says? You know, yeah, that's definitely what it says. You know, if you were part of that um, Arabian army and they were giving everyone guns and then they got to you and gave you a sabre, would you be like, well, can I have an AK-47 like him over there? <laughs> <laughs> well, they obviously got guns. Know. Yeah, they don't know what to do with the sabers either because one of them just throws their sword. Yeah. Who throws a sword? Yeah, because you, <laughs> you, you need to get that back now. That's your only weapon. Did you think it was like a boomerang? Like, <laughs> <laughs> comes back and he catches it in the air. Maybe he thought he had the force. He could just like summon it back to him. <laughs> you... I didn't realise how scrunchy Brennan Fraser's face is. Scrunchy. Scrunchy. He's always mm. scrunching it up. <laughs> He's his, his acting is big. You know, go big or go home is Brendan Fraser's um, motto for this film. And he did. He's yeah. a big boy. He's a big boy. <laughs> Talk about is... Swall Patrol. My God. <laughs> is this is film a, a comedy? No. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Is it? Yeah. Is it though? It's like an action. It's cop. It. <laughs> I've got a note in here somewhere that says it. it does the thing that the films that I enjoyed on this podcast does best and that it doesn't take itself too seriously. Yeah. I think it knows what it is, which is, you know, it, occasionally we get those films that try to be like Oscar winning category level serious. It's like, no, 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 you, you, you're just stupid. Be aware of your stupidity, lean into it, have a bit of fun. And it has a lot of fun, I think. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I didn't laugh out loud very often. There was one scene in there's one moment um, right near the end when all those like priest zombies are coming out of the ground and Brenda Fader's like, uh, like, what the hell are those? Priests? Okay then. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I did an actual belly laugh at the moment where Omar Jalil is asleep on the camel and John Hannah just slaps him around the face and he's like, oh. <laughs> Wait, uh, he says something like, no more goat soup or something. I'm like, oh, homage. <laughs> <laughs> I You're guess that. I guess it's okay for him to say it. I don't. I don't know. I'm not sure it is. <laughs> well, he, he says it in his stand-up, doesn't he? He's like, you know, if if they ever need like Arab number two, I'm there. Like. <laughs> <laughs> he is. Yeah, I was quite. It was funny when when we first saw him in that that arena when Rick's getting hanged, hung. He, he, he was well hung. Um, well hung. <laughs> <laughs> he was well hung. Um, I, I was like, is that is that Omar Jalili, but a lot younger? Because I've only really seen him since you know, like the late two thousands onwards doing stand up. I was like, yeah, that's definitely Omar Jalili. Good, yeah. good for him yeah. doing a proper film in nineteen ninety nine. Talking of that scene, you know, he she's offering him money to, like, yeah, she's not offering him a lot of money, but she's offering she, him money. No, she fucking is. Oh, isn't it's the twenties, isn't it? Sorry, yes, yeah, yes, it's the I, I, I did. My random research. Oh, go on. <laughs> go on. Uh, well, in 1920, 100 quid was about, like, almost, what was it? Yeah, about 4,500-ish, almost. Not bad. So at the end, she's often 500 quid, which is 22 and a half grand. 
Oh, man. We wow. need to time travel back to the 20s and take... I mean, I still won't have that much money, to be fair. Actually, no, it's a waste of time. The money I'll spend time traveling is not worth it, to yeah. be honest. Not worth it at all. Can, can he spend British pounds in Egypt? Well, colonialism, so... Oh, yeah. <laughs> mm. Why does that fair all up on this podcast? <laughs> Uh, you know that shot when, it, after all the um, that uh, little pharaoh army's run away from the sand face, uh, Brendan, they're like, you know, the, the desert will kill him. And he lazy. looks back up. Uh, yeah, a little bit lazy. Uh, when he looks back up at the cliff, it was very Game of Thrones reminiscent of uh, Hard Home when the White Walkers are on top of that. It just reminded me of Game of Thrones, that scene, with, with the pharaoh army on top of the cliff. Brendan Fraser's down like yeah. Jon Snow. Just a random little tidbit that, and I thought, oh, that was a good episode of Game of Thrones before that it got is, shit. I don't like how he runs into the desert. It no. reminds me of um, In Between There's Two, where <laughs> Neil's running into the wilderness. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's good. Well, it reminded me of a bit in uh, Star Wars. You know, when the, the pods are being ejected and there's R2-D2 and C-3PO in the escape pod. Oh, yeah, yeah. And like, leave it, there's no life forms. I love that. That lazy. bit on Family Guy, they're like, what are we, paying <laughs> Paying by the laser now? Just shoot the damn thing. <laughs> um, yeah, so then the film jumps three years ahead, um, and I've just written down, this film has not taken a breath yet. It is literally, you've got the, pre- the, the little prequel sequence, some craziness in the desert, three years later, and then suddenly we've got this weird little Monty Python slapstick sketch with Evelyn knocking over a domino of bookcases in the library. <laughs> Oh, mate, what would you do? Like, if, if you were that person who knocked all that over, I'd just light a match and walk out. <laughs> <laughs> Is that how you got lost your last job, Tom? Yeah, I'm no longer allowed in the library. <laughs> you didn't even work there. No. <laughs> just light a match and run. Does, be, does her being a klutz come up? Like, come back at all. Yeah, this is what I wrote down. Like, why have they established her as some really weirdly clumsy person that can't work a ladder immediately? Because <laughs> she's actually quite an intelligent person who's very good at translating ancient... She can speak ancient Egyptian as well. But for some reason, our first introduction to her is silly librarian girl that's ruined the whole library. So well, that's just not a good way to introduce your, you know, second main character. Also, is why it's the first time it's happened as well? <laughs> I'm not sure. No, not he again. Treats, yeah, he treats her like a plate. He's just like, ah! <laughs> um, speaking of Stargate, her, her boss is also in Stargate. Just saying. Clearly, it's, it, it's like this Omidjilili thing. If you need like a vaguely Egyptian-looking man, they get Eric Avari into it, I think. That's his name, by the way. I do like it. He turns up in things. He's, I like yeah, it. he's in quite a few things, actually. Uh, he's one of those little character actors that just... You sprinkle him in for a little bit of, um, I wouldn't say gravitas, but he, he he does a good job with the stuff that he's given, I think. Uh, yeah. are, are dominoes the most efficient form of setting up a library? Because it comes up like <laughs> a like, like They've done a little curve in a square room. It makes no <laughs> <more> sense. <laughs> Do you think from above it spells out mummy? Like, <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, it's Domino it's, Express. It spells out an axonamun. <laughs> There's a lot of bookcases. <laughs> There's a why lot. aren't they why aren't they like anchored to anything? 
comedic yeah, e- effect. Yeah, even even IKEA give you a little thing to put it on the wall. I mean, <laughs> yeah. it just seems reckless. Um, I love the conversation she has with um, the, I've forgotten his name. Whoever Eric Avaru plays as the librarian, because it's a really like clunky bit of exposition to explain her character like just because your parents are dead and you've been working here as a half Egyptian for seven years <laughs> like, okay okay I, I know who she is now <laughs> great you can't see my worse when the brother shows up and it's just like oh hello it's my brother hello sister <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> hello brother it, whose parents have also died because you are my brother <laughs> you've always been a liability sort of... <laughs> <laughs> it does that sort of Highlander thing, doesn't it, where it has to explain who people are and where they're from because yeah. you'd have no idea. Yeah, it's um you can really see that you can see the writing sometimes in this film. Like you can almost see the guy sat writing out the scripts. Okay, right, I get it. I know who these people are. That's fine, thank <laughs> you. Yeah, and then speaking of brother, yeah, John Hanna shows up with the first of many, many MacGuffins. Oh, I've got a key thing. Oh, an object that we need to look after and not let anyone steal. Ah, oh, somebody's stolen it. <laughs> that's that's <laughs> like the the whole premise of um, Justice League. <clears throat> yeah, it's, it's like, the oh, whole we've got premise. this thing that no one can steal, and then Steppenwolf just sneaks in behind them and steals it. Sneaks. It's, yeah. <laughs> Fifteen foot tall, yeah. It's. I mean, I mean, that's the whole premise of the Rise of Skywalker as well. We need to find a dagger. Oh, the dagger opens up into a thing. Unfortunately, the Death Star hasn't sunk into the ocean. That's good. There's <laughs> a dagger. Yeah, the Sith dagger. They have oh, to find the I, Sith dagger. Go to the see, Death Star. That's the thing about that movie. I just zoned out. It doesn't make. <laughs> I bring this up at least every second episode. That movie does not make any sense whatsoever. It most I've of it relies. Well, good. Most of it relies on the Death Star being in a very specific position after it crashed out of the out of space, which is just silly, just silly. Anyway, well, here we go. Yeah. Um, how how does John Hannah make that mummy noise? He makes a really loud, oh, yeah. choral <laughs> scream. I reckon he blew through the, the mummy skull. Oh, oh God! God. <laughs> Playing it like a kazoo, <laughs> <laughs> like a fucking vuvuzela. <laughs> oh, Jesus, oh, that's great. I, w- I want to see that deleted scene now of him just like <laughs> positioning a skull over his face, just defiling this corpse. Wow. Uh, anyway, yes. Yeah, there, so... There's there's your tagline. <laughs> Corpse is defiled. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, they have this. Um, well, they don't know it's a key at this point. It's just a. It's just a MacGuffin. Um, and then it's Evelyn. Obviously a key. Like it's. Oh, clearly, but they don't know it because they're not very good at what they do. Uh, for some reason, <laughs> although sometimes they are, sometimes they aren't. Their 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 skills are very inconsistent, much like the CGI. And they then use their MacGuffin to go in search of more MacGuffins, uh, particularly. Uh, Hammer, Hammernatra, Basinger, Basinger, Hammernatra. I think is the, the 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 ancient city they're looking for. And then Brendan Fraser punches John Han in the face, and then steals a kiss from Evelyn. Naughty man. Uh, well, not, not okay, Brendan Fraser. Yeah, like me too. George, George, George of oh, the patriarchy. Oh, oh, oh. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> oh god, that is his George of the Jungle look in it, like the long straggly yeah. hair. Well, he's yeah. he's bigger in this. He's Swole Patrol. I'm telling you. Stop saying Swole Patrol. No, <laughs> he he takes up most of the screen whenever he's on screen. Yeah. It's like have you seen um, Kingpin in Into the Spider Verse? It's just this yeah. like humunculus <laughs> thing. That's what Brendan Fraser is to me in this film. Oh God! Well, there's, a, there's a there's a jumping ahead, but there's a bit where he carries Rachel Vice's character into the bedroom. And yes, he does. And John Hannah's just like, I'm sorry, he's a bit tall. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's almost like a me- like a metaphor for like just America and Britain that. That whole sequence, just America taking something away from Britain, like oh, this I can't. film. This film does not like Americans. Like, I don't think I don't... it likes anybody really. Uh, no. Except I don't. No, no, it doesn't like anybody. It doesn't yeah. like anyone. Nobody is represented very well at all. No. Except <laughs> for half Egyptians, they're all right. Yeah, except maybe the you know the. Uh, uh, Pharaoh guard with the luscious long black hair. Who, who, oh, yeah. so he's he he comes off pretty well in this film. He, he's pretty suave. He's, he's pretty been cool. in stuff as well, hasn't he? What what's he in recently? Hold on, let's go back and IMDb again. <laughs> I love that this is a. I've seen him in things. What's like? Right. <laughs> what what do we think his character was called? Uh, well, I've written Re- sexy sandboy. <laughs> That is what it says on IMDb. Oh, yeah, here he is. Sexy Sambo. Um, I've got him. Is it Boy With an Eye? Okay, so he's called called Old Dead. Okay, so he's been in the newest uh, Star Trek Discovery CBS series, The Blacklist. He's done Ra's al Ghul's voice for DC animated movies. Been in 24. Ah, he was in Once Upon a Time, which I have seen him in, which is a pretty good series. Yeah, he was Jafar, obviously, Tom. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> he was Jafar. Typecast uh, again. <laughs> lots and lots of voice work. Batman Brave and the Bold. Oh, this guy's pretty cool, actually. I'm digging this guy. Uh, Oded Fair is his name. Um, oh. you sure? No. Yeah. No, I'm not sure at all. Well, that's how you pronounce it. Oded. Hey, obviously, yeah, the mummy. Oded. Like... O D E like an Irish name. Yeah, like he... No, there is no apostrophe <laughs> in there. There is no apostrophe. Uh, he, oh, he's, oh, he played Doctor Fate in Justice League Unlimited. Oh, oh, cool. Ah, he's my favorite guy in this film now. He's he's an American dad with a character called Kazim <laughs> in Stan of Arabia. <laughs> so That's he's a good episode. Yeah, so he's got a bit of typecasting, but a lot of like. He's he's been around. He's done a lot of work. This guy, I like him, and he's he's pretty great in this film as well. He's he's one of those characters that you kind of know he's. Although I did think he that he was dead, and then when he turned back up there, I was like, yeah, of course he's back because he's yeah. he's awesome. I don't know how he didn't die, but he he didn't because he's a badass. Correct. <laughs> Correct. Um, we never see the uh, the rest of his team though, do we? Like, there's oh. at least six of them They're all at the beginning. They're all well, yeah, there's, there's, there's Knifey Handy. But he dies. Or Knifey Handy. Oh, sorry. Can we just jump back a minute to, um, you, know, you know, just before Evelyn finds her brother in that um, sarcophagus, uh, she's walking through the library and she's going, Abdul, Mohammed, 
Bob. <laughs> just like, come on. <laughs> that, was, that was bad. That was just bad. Um, yeah, so I'd, I'd, I've just quickly Googled this. Brendan Fraser did nearly die at that hanging scene. Apparently he passed out and lost contact. That is a really graphic scene as well. I, yeah. I had to yeah. pause it and look at the certificate for this film, and it's a 12. It's 15. <laughs> it was a 15. Only so, just like, oh, his neck didn't break. Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> I think that's the thing that just threw me, is occasionally the film just got really gross really dark and like the scarabs like i said earlier i hated them because i thought they were just awful like seeing them like moving up your skin into your face it's mm. just so, like it was almost horror adjacent at times yeah well that's Why? what we were back in the day weren't they well yeah i suppose they were part of that universal classic monsters thing i, I don't think we're okay across the pond here i don't think england is okay where there's there's a bit i think it's in deadpool 2 where he's reading a story to that kid in the bed and he's like um he's talking about the first deadpool he's like so what was it rated in england and he goes uh 15 and he's like yeah they're not okay over there because <laughs> <laughs> like, it's an r-rated film in america isn't it yeah it, yeah um and, and yeah, and like you said, like the very first shot of the film is uh, mostly naked lady, and then there's yeah, uh, like I said, the, the, Brendan Fraser gets hanged, he gets well hung, you know, thirty minutes in. I'm gonna keep saying it until someone stops me. Um, you know, Fraser. after <laughs> are you gonna are you gonna edit in the laughs later? <laughs> there we go i've got it i've got it there we go i can put them wherever i want now thank you um after they rescue brendan fraser there's a really funny sequence when they're on the boat and he like slams his weapons cachet down in front of evelyn like really yeah. suggestively like it's a big yeah. dick just like check out my toe <laughs> yeah. he is she is horny for guns like. oh yeah and then he just like unrolls it in front of her for no reason wow um, but we did. We skipped it. Well, well, we covered it slightly. But his reveal of him being sexy. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, wh- where did he find a barber's around there? And a clothes shop, a tailor. Because that that is a well, that is a nice fitting jacket. I have to say. Well, colonialism. No, of course. I keep forgetting <laughs> about colonialism. How how long? They don't teach us about it in school. That's why. They were they were waiting ages for him to turn up, and he's just there having a hot hot flannel shave. Uh, he's, uh, he's the guy that turns up to a, like a meeting late, and like, sorry I'm late, but he's got a coffee. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, my note for that was a Dayum Brendam Frazier, which I think you'll all appreciate. Wow, there is some. <laughs> Oh my god, the mental gymnastics there, Tom, to get that to work. <laughs> oh, that, that was that hurt my head. <laughs> so just, just just give us it again. Uh, Brendam, phrase er. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow, are you really? Um, am I wrong? No. Uh, have you pulled? Have you pulled a muscle getting that to work there? <laughs> I'm still. I'm still trying to get to grips with what you've actually said. <laughs> um, shall we talk about the whole 
uh, boat sequence because this film is just sort of made <laughs> up of these great like set pieces and like I said it is a proper action film because the boat sequence is pretty great. It, you can quite clearly see they're in a swimming pool because the water's like bubbling at times. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, other than that, it's it's yeah, and there's no sky; it's just blackness out out there. Um, it's, yeah. it's a pretty great set piece. If if you've got Brendan Fraser, why introduce three more um, action heroes? Yeah, I didn't. They were just. Cannonball of the mummy, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> what, one of my, one of my notes on here is how flammable are Egyptians? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nicely handy goes up real quick. Oh, it reminded me of. <laughs> it reminded me of Predator when they clearly had like a couple of days with a pyrotechnics expert on on set, <laughs> and they just set as many people on fire as they could. And there was that I'm one. I'm sure they had an expert. They were yeah. just in a pool, so we were like, oh, may as well, we can just jump in, can't we? Yeah, there was that one guy that was on fire for like 15 minutes, just just running yeah. around. Knifey handy. Oh, was that knifey handy? I think Sorry. it was knifey handy. I, um, I, I just love the whole sequence because um, Rick just just throws this guy overboard immediately, and then when Evelyn's getting like, assaulted in, in that room... He's such uh, a badass. Yeah, but Brendan bursts in like an action figure. Just his, his, his arms are like rigid with his guns. Like it's kind of like it's now with new like arm shooting features. He just he's so rigid. I love him. <laughs> he just. Uh, I also like that they, they show that he's not just like a. Have you seen Big Trouble in Little China? No. no. Well, yeah. The guy in that he's just is American rooting to and smash through doors kind of thing, but he's a bit shit. Whereas this, you see his skill because like he, he feels an air change so he knows something's happening so he's going to shoot that guy in the face. <laughs> There's he's none a, of that here. No. He's, he's too thrown off by um, Rachel Weiss's sexy granny nighty. <laughs> <laughs> it, it honestly looks like she's wandered out of the hospital. <laughs> he loves it though. He loves it. Rick also loves just dual wielding handguns, doesn't he? It, he's all about that double gun action. Um, but yeah, I mean, speaking of the film, just like straight <laughs> <laughs> that double finger banging action. Um, <laughs> Lewis, are you okay? <laughs> um, I need more whiskey. Um, the <laughs> a guy, a guy gets a candle in his eye. About yeah, nice late. he has an awful night. Oh God, he does have a bad time, doesn't he? Um, <laughs> they do the thing that they do in um, Indiana Jones, where you think the the creepy guys are bad guys, but they're not. Yeah, yeah. They but they they don't do themselves any favors. And also, there's at least two dozen of these people on this boat. How did they sneak on board in such numbers? <laughs> really, crow magic. Sand crow magic. Sand crow well, magic. Did... <laughs> I don't think that's okay what you just said. No, no, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> how how did they get on the boat? Well, this is what I mean. Like there's the, did there's they swim a lot over? of them. Yeah, yeah. Were yeah, they, they on board them. when they oh, set off or did they, had, they, they had a little, they came up in a little boat, yeah, and we did they? Yeah. We see Nofi Handy in a boat. I didn't see. I was I was probably yeah. I was too too busy writing about Brendan Fraser's weapon metaphor for his penis on the table. Yeah, that's fair enough. 
I mean, <laughs> the the illustration you're showing us is not okay. <laughs> it's it's all I could find on Google at short notice. Sorry. It, it's, it's weird how. <laughs> it's weird how you can get the the idea of throbbing from an from an image. It's got a lot of texture. Very texture. <laughs> hmm. Where do we go from here? Uh, <laughs> um, uh, yeehaw! That's one of my notes. Fine. Yeah. I have to say this: the the whole boat sequence. Um, Brendan Fraser just looks like a kid playing Indiana Jones. He is having the time of his life in this yeah. sequence. Oh, the, oh, there's a bit where the, there's bullet holes being like shot through yeah. the wall yeah. towards his head and then he gets moved across. And I'm just right, this movie's fun. Just fun. <laughs> yeah, that, I think that's the point I wrote that that note. Um, like it really wants to be Indiana Jones at the same time, but it's also kind of its own thing, which is, which is quite it's, nice. As I said, I think it's a love letter to adventure movies and that sort of part of it as well, like that and Star Wars. He's a hand solo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It it, it takes a long time for uh, Rick O'Connell to develop any sort of redeeming character features because he's a bit of an arsehole for about three quarters of the film. He doesn't really have any pleasant characteristics for most of this. He carries their bags on board the boat. Okay, well that, well, that makes up for um, unwanted kissing, I guess. Yeah, no, it doesn't. <laughs> um, after the uh, big bombastic boat sequence... You have my favourite set of lines oh. in the entire movie. Go on. <laughs> well, it's Benny. Oh, yeah. Like, hey, Colonel! <laughs> <laughs> Looks to be like I've got all the horses! Yeah. And then the Brendan Fraser... Uh, retort <laughs> witty retorts as Pretty well retort. yeah. hey Benny looks to me that you're on the wrong side of a river <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad you leaned into that river he does there's a few oh. lines where he, he proper goes for it with a couple of lines like that and I love it shall we just talk about Benny for a second because that's that character's not okay he's <laughs> just he's not alright well there's my my other favourite bit is quite soon, where they meet up again. It's like, hey, O'Connor, nice camel. Benny's riding a camel. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> can, can you consider the guy playing Benny a racial stereotype if you've got no idea where he's from? I don't think... I think he might be. <laughs> in, ah, Stargate Theory. He's an alien. Oh, it could be. Could be. Oh. Although a lot of the aliens in Stargate were actually taken from Earth and seeded around the galaxy. But yeah, that's fine. That's fine. Totally oh, fine. Yeah, we'll go with that. <laughs> Jesus, Tom. Rookie mistake. Sorry. Um, that sequence is one of my favourite. It's, favorite. Like, it's, it's, like, it's like at Christmas when they say, don't, in, don't engage your granddad in any sort of chat about anything. It's like we're just not allowed to talk about Stargate or he just... He'll start. Yeah. <laughs> All In 10 day. seasons are now on Sky TV, by the way, if you're interested. Just oh, great. Now I can not watch it on Sky. <laughs> Bastard. Um, that, uh, that sequence is one of my favourite parts of the film. That, that camel race through the desert is so much fun. It's just such a stupid... And, and ultimately pointless race, because they all get there much and such the same time anyway. 
and then they're just sort of milling about together. So I don't think it mattered who really got there first. I, I swear as well that Rachel Weiss, it, Weiss, Weiss, <laughs> B- Basinger, Basinger. <laughs> um, is basically riding the camel with the legs crossed. <laughs> she's, sitting, she's sitting on it weirdly, but maybe there is some very the camel. There's some very wobbly actors in this sequence. They're all just like, <laughs> like this. Do you think it's like a, a it's like a mannequin they put on these camels? It's... I think they're all like a like a bucking bronco. You just Slapping you can't see the bottom camel. of the camel. <laughs> it's it's just silly. The whole thing's just silly and pointless. Just because like they can see where they're going. There's no point racing there because they're all going to get there at the same oh. time anyway. Because like, what what's the speed difference in camels really? On sand, quite a bit. Yeah, but I mean, it between feel, camel to camel, like the, yeah, but it feels the like the horses are, are yeah, running bells. very slowly as well. It, it's like the director said to him, "Right, you can't run that fast." Brendan Fraser needs to win this race. Don't tell me that just because it's sand, camels can move quicker than horses because like, they've got they're hooves on them. Feet. So they're, what? But no, their, their feet are much wider. Hmm. I'm not. This is actually true. This mm. is... <laughs> <laughs> I would not... say it's it's their domain, so they're, yes, it's their they're inevitably going to be faster. Yeah, it's, it's but... like saying, "Oh, which would, which swims better, a shark or a horse?" Like... It's not remotely like that. That is not <laughs> remotely what it is. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. It, I feel like horses could move just as quick as camels because camels are a lot bigger and well, heavier. On like grass, sure, but on sand, yeah, but horses can go through heavy. mud and all sorts of terrain. What 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 is it about sand that slows them down so much? Dry is it? Like it? What is it about our podcast that people actually stay and listen to? <laughs> We're settling the age-old debate of what moves quicker on sand, a horse or a camel? 100% a camel. Don't know. I, I get that they're better for the desert because they've got those big humps, but, you know. There's that really old advert, I think it was like Guinness or something, where there's a couple sat on a beach and she's like looking into his eyes and going, oh, I wonder what he's thinking. <laughs> and then in head, it goes into his head and he goes, which can swim faster, a dog or an horse? <laughs> it's like, horse. that's what this is. Huh? Are you two Googling it? I can literally see I the am. glare of the computer on your I face. Oh, I mean, okay. in general, horses are faster than camels. Uh, horses can attain faster speeds on average than camels. Yeah, finish um, your sentence. Hold on, I'm, I'm, I'm looking. <laughs> Uh, camels can carry more weight, obviously, we know that. Uh, a fast, unladen camel can attain speeds of over 60 kilometers per hour, while racehorses can peak at 65 kilometers per hour. Oh, oh. my God. On, on sand, <laughs> however, the camel will beat a horse. Ah, never mind, who cares? Thank you. Let's move on. Let's move on. I'll win. Camel gang. Internet. Reddit doesn't know what it's talking about. Um, <laughs> why, why would you go to the Reddit? <laughs> well, where, where would you go to get this information, Tom? Like, I, I don't know any uh, Camel I'm... websites particularly. So, I went on Answers.com, which I didn't know that was a thing. <laughs> I, I don't ask that many questions that require me going on Answers.com. Uh, do I'll I'll try and get us back, Bailey, on track. But, uh, <laughs> do the Magi do they live on cliff tops? Because every time yes. we see them, they're just at the top being like, oh, there they are again. 
I can't answer. I'm L- still looking at Lewis this question. Lewis is not, is not paying attention. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know what? We'll call it a draw. I think no, it, no. They're, they're, they're much and such the same. I mean, I mean, neither of you are winning in this uh, scenario. <laughs> if anything, we? I'm losing. <laughs> Where are we up to anyway in this film? Oh, yeah, they, they, they're at that place again where the sand face was at the start of the film. Absolutely. And... I mean, we're only like 45 minutes in at this point and <laughs> an insane amount has happened already. So, I mean, the, the film is just jam-packed with... And it's, it's only just getting started. Yeah, like they've not even found the mummy and we've had four or five major action sequences already. Um, and then they, they, they find a way into the temple and it gets a little like Alien versus Predatory at this point. Well, like, you, you skipped O'Connell being smooth as silk. Oh, he's so I? so smooth. He gives her a little present. He's like, oh, if, I don't know if you, if you want it. He just turns into a bumbling teenager. So like, I, I, you might like it. Shut up. I like the bit. I like the bit when they're in the temple, because um, because this is when it starts to get a little bit, um, like I said, a, a little bit lost ark esque as well. Um, you know, they open up that tomb and then those guys just melt. Uh, which to explain is pressurized salt. Okay. Acid. Salt acid, yeah. sorry, yeah. yeah. Pressurized salt acid. Like, okay, that's the thing now. Yeah. And they just say it's so blase. This is this is an indictment of zero hour contracts as well. <laughs> <laughs> wow. They so, they go so much full social commentary as well, don't they? They go <laughs> yeah. full Scooby gang and go, right, let's split up. No, yeah. no, 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 no. <laughs> uh, wow. Well, we also, uh, we find out Omager Lily hates bugs, also known as Chekhov's scarab. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to try and strong arm that into every podcast. Yep. <laughs> How do we think these things have survived for 3,000 years? Magic. Sound crow magic. Oh no, he he said it again. I've got to. I need to make time time codes of this so I can edit this. Oh, is it, what what birds live in the desert? <laughs> what birds live in a pyramid? It sounds like it starts a really bad Christmas cracker joke. <laughs> a sandpiper. Like... <laughs> 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 You're not getting another laugh out of me. <laughs> just because you one. didn't think of it um, that's genuinely better than most jokes you get in a cracker <laughs> which is sad but... yeah there's a sad indictment of crackers the cracker industry is failing us badly I really want to take sad indictment of crackers out of context <laughs> <laughs> this movie is a sad indictment of crackers <laughs> oh dear <laughs> oh dear! Oh. I don't, I don't know how oh, to get. Um, yeah, so we we get Omar Jalili's death scene, which I really hated. I just didn't enjoy it. I've just got a thing about it's, didn't like it. I mean, it's less about the way he runs into a ball. I think yeah. that weirded me out more than anything. It, yeah, like it's, I, it's like sheer terror, isn't it? Like he just doesn't know what to do. She's just going to run until he he's dead. Didn't enjoy it. Um, I think the most unbelievable part of this film, though, is how skilled archaeologists are with firearms. 
They're very adept at handling weaponry. Especially for, even, for a bunch of nerds. Even Jonathan, when he's, just, he's half cut and he's just like, ah, got you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, but yeah, one hour in, uh, they finally start opening up some chests and sarcophagus. Sarcophagi? Sarcophagi, yeah. Trust yeah. um, yourself. Okay. Sarcophagus is his eye. But anyway, for a film called The Mummy, we've it takes a fucking long time to get a mummy, but we finally get a mummy. And he looks okay at first. I, I think the CGI is all right for that first shot of yeah. him, like, screaming. Apparently. Um, well, it's very obvious that they're acting against nothing. Rachel Weiss does not look at this mummy at all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah the, the lines of sight are a little bit off. Yeah. yeah. All right, can we talk about the fact that the mummy curse is like, he did a bad thing, so we made him like super powered and put him in a box. <laughs> yeah, it's how, how could this blow up in our face? <laughs> it's kind of like Highlander, where if you look a bit too closely, things just don't make any sense. It's like, well, but why have they done that? Shouldn't they just have just, killed just put him? him in a box? Yeah, just, just kill him, don't curse him because no, now it's, he can... it's the worst curse for him because, uh. No. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, yeah, they they find some more MacGuffins. There, the, the the Book of the Dead's there, which which Evelyn very conveniently reads aloud. The the passage to reanimate the mummy, which is just again, it's, I I hate those very coincidental sequences that have to happen in a specific order to awaken the dead like what were the odds that she gets the book and opens it and reads the exact passage required but whatever yeah. it's fine <laughs> it, it, it's getting through it how does umbrella boy know she's done that he wakes up it's like you mustn't read from the book <laughs> <laughs> yeah, umbrella boy. <laughs> um i don't know yeah. it, he he knows more than he's letting on that guy but but he promptly there's a lot of red shirts in this film he's not dead yet but no he's just but, covered but, but you will be um but once that mummy's awakened, that, this is when it reminded me of Alien versus Predator. It's just like these these guys getting picked off in a temple by a monster, um, and then one of the guys loses his glasses, very Velma style. Yeah, I remember. Scrambling around the floor, <laughs> I can't see without my glasses. But this bit does explain something later on, because there's a when he first meets Rachel Weisz, and he's like, "And Axel and Moon," because he can't actually see her properly because he's stolen a blind man's eyes. Oh, oh okay. okay. Oh, yeah. Okay. Speaking of which, that horrendous as well. That guy really? without his eyes and and his tongue, and they just leave him alive. Like, oh, just put him out of his misery. Just, <laughs> just put him out of his misery. I love the idea. That's he's just hard, he can't see anything for the rest of the movie because he's not wearing glasses. That could be why. Like the mummy's just bumbling about, like kicking over chairs. <laughs> so basically, Mr. what Mister Magoo? <laughs> <laughs> what, what you're saying is if the mummy had first stumbled across somebody with 20-20 vision, he might have just won Peter this won, movie. Yeah. Yeah. He spends half a film looking for people and they're right next to him. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. Um, th th there was one little sequence, though, that I thought just perfectly encapsulated the film. Um, they're all running around the temple trying to find um, Evelyn... There's scarabs chasing them and all sorts. And it's when 
they they find Evelyn and, and the mummy's there. Like I said, he, he's like an axe on a moon. Brendan runs in, he's like, oh, are you okay? And he looks and sees the mummy. The mummy screams at him. He screams back at the mummy and just yep. shoots with a shotgun. Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> Chef's kiss. That is the film in a nutshell right there. Just, ah, ah, blam, run. Perfect. That's all this he, film. He does, that, he does that action film thing as well that annoys me when he shoots at the mummy, sees it doesn't work, but then just carries on unloading these bullets. Yeah, it's perfect. I love it. And it's so good. <laughs> I think I'm jumping ahead a little bit. You know when he runs into... I can't remember the name. He calls them desert people. Um, <laughs> and rather than picking up a weapon, he grabs a stick of dynamite. Yeah. And then they start monologuing. And it's yeah. like, <laughs> time is of the essence. Like, Stand back or I'll blow my hand off. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. That's, that's fine. And I wrote down, is that how dynamite works? Because instead of extinguishing it, don't you just take the wick off it? Yeah. No, I think that is, but you would get... It's a special string that they would treat and stuff that so you can put it out. Okay. Well, we've we've cleared that up. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. And so what happens next? Oh, yeah. The, I think they go back to the library place. Uh, oh, the, yeah. And, and, and Benny decides he's going to be a bastard. He's already a bit of a bastard. But now he's like, I'm going to work for him, Otep. I, I love that Benny knows all the languages. <laughs> he's just working through that he's got. Christian, Jewish. Yeah, like pulling Chinese. out his medallions. Yeah, that's some pretty bad cultural appropriation there. But I Benny... think it ties into the fact he's an alien, so he knows all. He knows ah, of all course. languages because he studied. Yeah. It's all Can... starting to make sense. Can we talk about Rachel Weiss's terrible drunk acting? Yeah. It's a bit like, you know, when you did like high school drama and you'd never had a drink before and they were like, right, I want you to act drunk and he just like stumbling around the place and slurring you speak. A librarian. (laughs) Yeah, it's not good. What is a place like me doing in a girl like this? I mean, I mean, oh how much of it is her fault, and how much of it is is the is the director's fault for not being like, all right, we'll do this bit again, a little bit less like you're drunk. <laughs> They've also got a bit where it's he finds she finds out his actually his like first name, and it's like Rick, and then her face is that's the most beautiful name I've ever heard. <laughs> She's easily pleased. Rick, she oh, is. It trips up her tongue. <laughs> the um there's a there's a bit when Imhotep is starting to get his face and everything and then he he just he's really going to town on this poor blind guy like he's he's now taking all of his his essence yeah. as if he's not as if he's not taken enough from him and then you know all the swole archaeologists run in and then Imhotep is terrified by a cat yeah, well, I've got cat X machina. <laughs> <laughs> um, when I was watching that, though, as as he was running away from the cat, my cat was just gently kneading a knitted blanket, and I was like, "Not, not that scary, really, is it?" It was just a nice little juxtaposition what? in my life at that exact moment that I quite enjoyed. <laughs> they do explain it, don't they? About yeah, yeah something, something hell, something. something. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, in some more clunky exposition, they they, they give you some 
some sort of reason for it. Uh, there's just there's just a lot going on in this film because after that we it, we find out these pharaoh guards are actually good guys that have been protecting the temple, the librarian yeah. as part of a secret society. You're like, what, 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 what? Also, with that bit, it's like, oh yeah, I sent my boys to kill you. Sods lol. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they're all just totally okay with it. Um, and 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 then apparently Evelyn is is a human sacrifice. It's it's just a very very dense plot. Like there's too much going on at this point. Yeah. I'm lost. Um, Evelyn does not react very um, naturally to being kidnapped by a mummy. <laughs> that mummy breaks in. Yeah, I've put the winner of the worst reacting to CGI goes to Rachel Weiss for her. She's got an expression like a bee's just flown into the room. <laughs> and she's trying to sort of like see where it's going. I really hate that scene though when the mummy is kissing her in her sleep and his face starts oh. to like crumble oh. and she awakens like that. You'd never get over that. It gets it. Well, it's like it builds up as well because there's a whole sand going through the keyhole. And yeah. Oh, I'm not sure about this. Oh, where's it, oh, where's this going? I really, really don't like it, and I feel very sorry for Evelyn in this film. She has lots of naughty men kissing her when she doesn't want to be kissed. She's not <laughs> not okay. But not then okay. Rick O'Connell comes in action man style again, arms rigid, guns pointed. <laughs> He's ready for action all the time. <laughs> Um, and there's the bit where they go to the uh, umbrella boy, the Egyptologist. They go to his office, and he's got a picture of himself on his desk. <laughs> I didn't know. <laughs> is that? Brilliant. Oh god! <laughs> and then he just, uh, yeah. I mean, he throws a chair at me. <laughs> yeah, that was a that was a whole little contrived <laughs> plot point just to get them out of the scene for a little bit. Yeah, which is ultimately pointless. I still can't get over. That you've just said he's got a picture of himself on his desk. <laughs> he's like, <laughs> he he's just stares at it and goes, oh, oh, fucking good in that. Look at that <laughs> Oh, dear. Um, <laughs> there's one bit that I thought was really gross, but kind of badass, is when the mummy just eats a scarab that was in his own body. I was yeah, like, and that oh. was bland. Sorry? Like, that bit of acting is bland. I love it. Yeah. They thought, oh yeah, we'll have a bit, we'll have a scarab come out of it, we'll go back in there, we'll have a little tune. Yeah, like it was, I, I hated Gross. it, but it was like, oh, this mummy means business. He's he, he's eating his own scarabs. <laughs> didn't didn't like it. The, um, what what do you reckon the, the budget for the extras was in this film? Because we, we, we soon get to that sequence when, everyone, when all like the uh, townspeople are uh, yeah. It's like hard left turns into a zombie movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. very zombie movie esque. Um, and, and this is the point when John Hannah's Scottish accent is just doing its own thing. <laughs> There's one of my favourite bits when they all turn into zombies is when Benny is thrown or jumps out of the window and then yeah. like stands up <laughs> ten feet away from where he landed. <laughs> <laughs> it's very obvious that the actor playing Benny was yeah. lying down at the time and they the, the extra jumped out the window. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. Should we should we talk about the fact that they murder dozens of civilians oh, yeah. that are just under some a bit of mind control? Trying to kill some innocent Egyptians. 
You yeah. Just drive through them. It's yeah. not like GTA Egypt. <laughs> <laughs> he completely just plows through dozens of these people that, that they, they have already acknowledged are under a mind control. And he does it without barely a second's hesitation. I, I don't think Rick's a good dude. Uh, not a good guy. Sexy, <laughs> Funny you should say that because my note says, "Does Rick have any redeeming features other than his biceps?" Of course. <laughs> <laughs> podcast, Jesus. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. Um, the 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 next little sequence. I I I, I love these little convenient plot devices of it's just a very well placed manhole cover. To escape through, <laughs> like I, I didn't know the irrigation system in 1920s Cairo was that sophisticated, really. But okay, fine, <laughs> I'll go with that. Uh, there's a bit there where it's um, Rick's going like, "I'll be seeing you again to the mummy," because he's just taken Rachel's eyes. Yeah, and then it's just on his face is just like, "Harry Potter, the stolly girl, what are you gonna do?" Like, <laughs> <laughs> I think he's like, "I can't, I can't hear you." The, there's, got, there's I, I, no, I'll come down. I'll come down to you. <laughs> I, I stole a deaf guy's ears, sorry. And, and I can't really see either. I don't know what's happening. Oh, are the Americans? I mean, like the, the monkeys? Have they seen no evil, hear no evil, speak no evil? Um, well, that was a lot. Uh, maybe. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> maybe. See, this is why I, shouldn't, I should write down things before I say them. Yeah. I mean, I'm, it's, it's starting to process now. And yes, quite, quite possibly. But I, I don't think anyone that worked in this film thought that much about it. I think, again, we've added meaning to this where there was none. <laughs> so. Standard. Yeah. The, uh, the shirtless Imhotep, Evelyn is digging him at this point when, when they go into the desert. I think she's like, okay, I can see. I can make this work. Yeah. I can it make this work. Mapping, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we got the sand CGI. <laughs> yeah, because, yeah, this is when we get to the sand CGI. And and poor Winston, poor cliche British pilot Winston. Poor completely unnecessary character Winston. Totally, <laughs> totally. And <laughs> he, it, gives, he gives nothing to this movie. They could have flown that. Yeah. <laughs> it's like I I don't know if there was like a deleted sequence where he had a bigger role to play because he's he's very briefly in the film earlier for yeah. less than twenty seconds. It's being a like a horrible caricature of colonialism. Yeah, because <laughs> he yeah he even has some lines about it, doesn't he? He, he definitely says something. You're like, okay, I, I don't know. It... They play it out as a massive reveal as well. Like when we see him in the bar, we're all supposed to go, oh, it, it, it's uh, him from like two minutes <laughs> yeah. scene at the beginning. <laughs> yeah. Um, also, but... quicksand X Machina. Why? Do, why? Every time anything crashes in a desert, it has to go into quicksand. But it's selective quicksand. It's not quicksand immediately. It's just no. quicksand when it needs to be. And it only lowers enough to cover that pilot's face and then doesn't sink anymore. I'll leave it there. They didn't even check on him. Like They didn't even see if he was okay. They were just like, oh, he's dead. They poked him with a neck. I was like, no, Yeah, Rick felt where I don't think his pulse would be and just decided he was dead. Did he do it on his forehead with his thumb? Just like, <laughs> no, no heartbeat, he's dead. Uh, but, all right, just before this is an excellent bit of acting. Whereas it, you, you're looking at the big sand face, the wall of sand coming towards him, and then it cuts to the mummy yeah. doing it. Yeah. A little 
dinosaur. To be fair, what was his direction at that point? You need uh, to act as a sand monster. If you could be a bit more wall of sandy, that'd be great. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and your sand and go. <laughs> <laughs> He's got a proper resting smug face, hasn't he? Yeah. The uh, the. I mean, I mean, if you looked like that, you, you would have a resting smug face. He is a shiny man. He's the same texture all over. I'm not sure about <laughs> it. <He's>, he is. <laughs> he is slick. He is. I, I, I think he's like an Olympic swimmer. Like he's just smooth. All he's like an eel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel like you tried to hold me, just slip out of your fingers. <laughs> <laughs> A well-oiled machine, that man is. <laughs> he is, he is. The, um, it, it just bothers me how, how all, all of the tertiary characters get killed. Like, not one of them has a, an escape. Oh, kill him, kill him, kill him. Yeah. Zombies, ter- It was a bit like that Shaun of the Dead sequence when the librarian gets, like, smothered by the, the townspeople. He, he doesn't. Although he has a pretty badass, you know, he's there slicing him down towards the end. That's, yeah. that, that was pretty cool. He kind of had that coming. But, oh, yeah. yeah. I was going to get you killed. Yeah. I, was, I sent knifey handy to kill you, but water under the bridge. But what really annoyed me is like, you used this term in the last episode, Tom. They, they really hang a lantern on the fact that Winston oh. says, like, am I going to be okay? <laughs> like, well, everyone else that's helped us has died. So you're like, oh, he's not going to die then because they've said that to his friend. And then he dies. It really, I was like, Winston will be okay. Winston's fine. Nope. Well, do you think Winston was going to fly in at the end and save the day? Kind of. Yeah. Yeah. What, the, of. the very well-developed and very well-established Winston character. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but we, uh, we end up down to the last heavily plot-armoured quartet. And Imhotep, of course. Oh, and Benny. Fucking Benny. God damn it. I hate Benny. Yeah. Um, and then... I just I lost what was happening at this point. I, th- I think they're back at Hamanatra again, maybe. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Am, I, am I at the right place? Yeah, good. Oh yeah, because Brendan Fraser starts like drop kicking mummified priest. Love it. Yeah. This this whole sequence is just I love thinking about what it would have been like on the day, but it's just Brendan Fraser flailing about in the middle of the room for five minutes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, that's a good point because there's there's, there's nothing there. Uh, it's but again, ex- excellent. Solo choreography. This is what I mean. He he he's like a kid just playing action adventure. He just looks like he's having a great time. Yeah. Do you think it was like you know Game of Thrones where it's like a tennis ball on a stick, so the actors know where these mummies are? I'm not sure they were. No. No. We were just like just Brendan, just you do you for a bit. Yeah, just you you do you, and we we will work around whatever you want to do. Because there's that, there'd be too many sticks over just throwing tennis balls at him when he's just trying to bat on the way. Like... Wait, hold on. <sighs> right, let's get back to it. Where are we up to? Oh, yeah, Brendan Fraser just doing Brendan Fraser things. But it's, one of, it's weird when they do the thing where they've got all the CGI stuff and then they'll do a little sequence with practical mummies. Mm-hmm. And it's like, why, why just pick one? Like, 
well, obviously, they obviously spent all the budget on making those gold pieces really shiny. <laughs> Why do they use CGI for There's... shiny pieces of gold? There's a great bit when they first go into like the temple, the the room with all the like the treasures, and Brendan Fraser shoots a mirror, uh, and, get, and, the and, then it, and then the yeah. light pings around, and that's just like oh, just ridiculous, <laughs> absolutely ridiculous. And we, we, John Hanna in this film, um, what 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 is his purpose? Because there's, I think you said this to me in the chat, Tom. There's a lot of comic relief characters in this film. And I can't quite work out if that's what John Hanna's meant to be as well, or if he's trying to, if he's on some sort of redemption story of being an absolute bumbling idiot to useful it's, by the end of it. He's still a bumbling idiot. <laughs> well, I said to you, there's, there's at least three comic relief characters in this yeah. film. And they, they don't gel very well. It, it just turns it stupid. Mm. Yeah, well, you got good guy comic relief in John Hannah. You've got yeah. bad guy comic relief in Benny. And then you've got ambiguous comic relief in Omar Jalili. So yeah, so. <laughs> Someone in the middle. Sorry, sorry, say that name again. Omar Jalili? Is that not his name? You, saw, you stumbled a little bit, but... It, it, it oh, sorry. Sorry, yeah, Tom, for, stumble, for stumbling on an international name. I do apologise. <laughs> international <laughs> name. International. Isn't he from, like... He's from London. From London. Yes. <laughs> Sorry, am I supposed to be an Omar Jalili expert as well now? I do apologise. Yes. I mean, this. Is, I mean, welcome back to the Omar Jalili podcast. For all your Omar Jalili news. <laughs> this week on Omid Watch. <laughs> is it like the Crime Watch theme tune as well, playing over the top of that? Yeah, but it's all like acapella, just people saying his name. <laughs> I'll let someone else take him here in case I mispronounce something again. <laughs> <laughs> right, so we're in Hamster Sleep. Here we go. <laughs> uh, where? Oh, and then I kind of skip a bit. See, not so easy, is it? Try to drive the whole thing. All right. <laughs> Why do they insist on doing like CGI smoke and water effect for like the weird ghost spirit coming out? It's the worst CGI of the movie for me. I don't like it at all. I think they must have thought that the combination of both would have looked good, but it, Did but it didn't. It didn't. Do one. Yeah, no, hey. It really didn't. Well, it's like we were saying, weren't it? It's inconsistent CGI. They, they put too much into one thing and then nothing into another. Yeah, because the, the, the practical effect of the uh, Anak Sunamun mummy next to Evelyn looked pretty good. She looked She's pretty, bad, she looked pretty terrifying. Good. Yeah. yeah. Um, but then you've just got the weird CGI mummy priests, uh, like, like rubber all around them, which didn't look so good. And then there was like the, those four that moved chasing Brendan Fraser and they'd like jump like spring box yeah, across a little ones. river they just looked yeah. ridiculous yeah they do like a forced jump <laughs> <laughs> yeah they do and, and all the while John Hannah's just there with this book and no one seems to be bothering him very much also I know he's going to be a bit of a bumbling idiot but there's a bit where he's trying to figure like explain what the hieroglyph is and he's like it's a uh Perhaps his arms. Third. <laughs> That's what 
just so stupid. This guy can read he is... Egyptian hieroglyphs, but doesn't know what a bird is. <laughs> he is a complete liability, this man. Just completely. <laughs> I love... Sorry, go on. I know it's unrelated, but it's... With Rachel Weiss's character, she was just dressed normally earlier, I think. <laughs> and then she wakes up in like a slightly sort of frilly... Almost lingerie, nighty. Yeah. Did they bring that? <laughs> Just had it lying around in the Is tomb. Is that Benny's? Like... <laughs> do, you, do you think he got like a lingerie delivery to that pyramid? Like, Maybe. Or just like, just turned up. <laughs> that or Imhotep and Benny went to like an Anne Summers and were just browsing. <laughs> Can I help you with anything? Uh, oh no, we're just. We're looking for some uh, sacrificial gear. Oh, yeah, that's like... I just love the idea of him coming back and he's had a note through the pyramid door. <laughs> Sorry we missed you. It's in the green bin outside. Because <laughs> Imhotep recycles. This isn't... <laughs> he's not a complete monster, Tom. Jesus. He's, he's lived long enough to know the, the value of looking after the planet. Although he is... <laughs> Casting plagues upon it throughout the film, so yes. maybe not. <laughs> Send him in mixed signals, jeez. Don't know what he wants. The uh, sort of climax to the film. I mean, the film has like seven climaxes in it. Um, this, yeah. Um, they they finally John Hanna finally does something useful and manages to read a passage which um, turns Imhotep mortal. Not after he's had a little fisty cough with Brendan Fraser. Uh, it's one of these films that sort of forgets what it's done previously because we've already seen the mummy like strip the skeleton off a man in about six seconds. Why didn't he just yeah. do that immediately? Instead, he's just throwing Rick O'Connell around the room. Maybe because maybe he's really happy with uh, the shine he's got on today. Like he's oiled up nicely, and he moves back if he turns into sand. So just no, I'm keeping this. There was a point where I was like, "Are they just going to shirtless wrestle now for five minutes?" Because <laughs> they were really getting towards that kind of that kind of. I was getting um, that vibe from them. Um, I'm glad I wasn't the only one hoping that would happen. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe some other bonus features we should get with DVD. I know. I was waiting for Brendan just to rip off his shirt and just start like fucking going at it with the mummy. <laughs> just, right. just Imhotep going, hang on a minute, and pulling out a paddling pool just full of like chocolate <laughs> mousse. <laughs> <laughs> We all three of us went in different directions. Then. We we did we did. It was all. I think the Not destination really was. The destination was much and such the same. We just took a different way to get there. Yeah. Oh God, mud, oil, and chocolate mousse. Uh, the perfect ingredients for a good night in. I, I think all three of us need to have a very serious conversation with our girlfriends. <laughs> <laughs> I think now is the right time. <laughs> I, I, no, I think Brendan Fraser transcends. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so it, it's not gay if it's Brendan Fraser. <laughs> <laughs> is that what you're saying? Yeah. Wow. Or it is. I'm not sure about it. <laughs> Or it is, but it's okay. <laughs> is it, yeah, it is, but it's okay, I think. It's... <laughs> yeah. 
Um, anyway, they <laughs> they kill the mummy is what we're trying to get to, and Yay. and all the subsequent mummies around it. Um, the, and then the whole temple is mechanically wired to lower itself. Yeah, Very they, impressive. They throw that way in one line at the very beginning of the movie. Oh, do they? I yeah. didn't hear that. Yeah, I missed like it. Completely. It's designed to sink into the sand or something. Ah, I see. But it annoys me that it only sinks into the sand if you place a bag of jewels on the head of yeah, Horus. Yeah, you have to sit on a bit, <laughs> but you're not meant to. Yeah. But anyway. Yeah. Why, why is it designed to fall into the sand? Because pharaohs. <laughs> what, what could be <laughs> the purpose of that? Is it so that intrepid in explorers in 2005 can try and find some aliens and predators? Oh, maybe. Yes. Definitely. I was thinking it's not one of those like a locking system where for when the pharaoh is out, he just like boop boop. <laughs> it all lowers into the sun. God, this takes ages. <laughs> um, yeah, but it made for a nice little Indiana Jones esque escape out of the temple. And then Benny, poor Benny. He has the worst death in the whole film. Well, they're Good. all pretty. Yeah, no. yeah, yeah he's, he's 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 a bad dude. I just I I couldn't work out what the film wanted to do with Benny because it seemed like when he he'd escaped and he looked back like, oh, is he going back to help? No, he just go back to steal no. more more stuff, <laughs> and then he he gets devoured by scarabs, which you were trying what... to convince me are real things. <laughs> they are real, yeah. But they, they only live it. they only live within pyramids. Like the, they're indigenous to pyramids. Mm-hmm. Okay. Something to do with dust. When Benny <laughs> escapes, you get that really terrible um thing where he's got that really shiny hunk of gold and then that little ding like that glint of sun on it. <laughs> yeah. like, who who thought oh you know what, let's just throw money at this film and put some CGI in there. It works, huh? You noticed Lewis, it. Lewis, are you, are you Googling camels and horses again? <laughs> no, I was, just, <laughs> I was just reading about scarabs. <laughs> <laughs> and what it says is that the black beetles that form these scary swarms could hardly be further away from the animal they were inspired on. Real scarabs, scarabaeus something in Latin, are relatively slow and clumsily moving dung beetles whose lives revolve around animal droppings, not human flesh. Yeah, but you're looking at Reddit again. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm on, uh, where's this from? Ask you. Uh, this is zoologistatthemovies.blogspot.com. <laughs> <laughs> that oh, is a niche trust, website. Trusted source. <laughs> this is the first answer Google gave me, so I trust Google for this. Okay. And not um, your long, your longest and dearest friends. Nope. We've you, never stayed. You have led me astray one too many times. <laughs> <laughs> um. Anyway, the the main characters. Yeah, Yes, they escape, and then they ride off into the sunset, as happy as can be, having watched many people die and murdered many civilians. They are where, unfazed by all of this. Where? I'm getting angry now. This is a bit that's thrown me off in this whole movie. I was enjoying it up until the very end. Yeah. Why are there so many camels? Um, <laughs> no one took a camel there. 
All the camels left earlier. It's just wild ones, Tom. Wild yeah. ones and saddles. Yeah. <laughs> I've never seen a wild camel. Maybe that's how they how they look. They just have saddles on them. Nah. <laughs> that is how they come. <laughs> They're born with saddles on. Uh, what is came it? first, the saddle or the horse? You know. Okay, but there's a herd of saddled camels just waiting outside for us. Telling you. And then they share one. Because it's romantic, Tom, you (laughs) miserable bastard. Do you know know what else they share? The most (laughs) unsexy kiss I've ever seen. Great. It's it's like he's kissing his his grandmother. Great segue, by the way. Excellent. <laughs> that was a fantastic little bit of podcasting. Yeah, no, it, it, it and then John Hannah's just there like, oh, where do I look? I'm gonna look at them. I'm just gonna watch it. He <laughs> does that look. awkward thing where he's he's like in the background, like, do, do I do I also come in for a hug? <laughs> <laughs> Why won't you nuzzle my nose, Brendan Fraser? <laughs> oh, I hated that. I fucking hate he does a little Eskimo kiss with her as well. Like, oh stop it. Can't say that, can you? That's not okay. I don't, I don't, I don't is that a thing you can say anymore? I mean, do it do we get many Eskimo listeners? <laughs> Well, we yeah, that's what I mean, I think, I think, I think the term became inappropriate. I, I can't keep up. I, I don't know. I meant it in an endearing way, anyway. Sorry, Inuit people, if you're listening. They're not. That's fine. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's the film. Great. Yeah. I enjoyed it. Did you, did you enjoy it? I enjoyed it. I overall, love this I think. movie. I don't know if I'd love the movie, but I enjoyed watching it. <laughs> yeah, it's not on my top list, but it, it's it was got okay. Its, it's got its faults, but I love it. It's like, can you name a more adventure movie? Adventure movie. Um, uh, Indiana Jones. Yeah, but this has like inspired by it. Yeah, I think. Well. <laughs> yeah, I think Indiana Goonies. Jones still has its its quieter moments, though. This one has no quiet moments at all. Because I mean, I mean, it's quite a moment to Harrison Ford just mumbling. Um, but yeah, no, I think it is. It is like a, and it is the epitome of an action film, isn't it? Because it is non-stop, very little dialogue, not a lot of it makes sense, but you have a good time by the end of it. Yeah, and are you are you going to go and watch two and three? No, that's fair. Yeah. <laughs> just no. I mean. <laughs> I, w- I think we might get onto them at some point on the show, uh, but nah. Not, well, the sec- the not, not of my own free will, anyway. Throw in a child actor and turn the sand wall into a water wall, and you've got the, other, the second movie. Okay. Third one is what? Terracotta people? Yeah, they go to Asia. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a terracotta army. Oh, yeah, is, it, is Jet Li in it? Is that who it is? I think so. Yeah, um, but obviously this this film is probably directly or indirectly responsible for the uh, cinematic powerhouse that is Dwayne the Rock Johnson now, because it obviously spawned the Scorpion King, which gave him his big first movie yeah. role, and now he is everywhere. He is in every film. So thanks, I guess, yeah. to the mummy, because I do like the Rock. Yeah. Who who watching Scorpion King would have thought that the Rock would be as popular as he was? <laughs> I know. Uh, they are rebooting the Scorpion King and The Rock is producing it by the way oh yeah so there you go 
Um, I hope the CGI is equally as terrible. Yeah. I genuinely hope they don't change a thing. I think my favourite bit of act, like one of my favourite bits of acting ever, is in the Mummy Two, where it's spoiler alert: uh, the Scorpion King dies, yeah. and then two seconds later, like a, there's a palpable beat, and then Vizlu comes in, lunges, and goes like, "No!" <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Um, but I mean, it's the franchise itself, though, has been insanely successful. I mean, obviously, you know, you go back to the 30s for the original, but then even from this series onwards, you've had the the, the three films, the Scorpion King spin-offs, and all those films. There's you know, there's the Universal rides at the theme parks. Um, you know, it's a was very there, was there a short-lived 90s animation as well? Yeah, that was quite good. I remember watching that. Almost every film we've discussed like, <laughs> has had a short lived <laughs> yeah, 90s animation. I think Back to the Future did as well, you know, had a little yeah, an- animated run. Jeez. Planet of the Apes. God. Um, what a renaissance Transform- for animation the 90s was. Well, it was because of Transformers and G.I. Joe, weren't it? You know, everyone loved them. I watched um, Futurama the other day. And there's a really throwaway joke where Professor Farnsworth is sleeping and his um, bed sheets have got like a diagram of a transformer, like an electrical transformer. I just thought, that's oh. clever. Right, I just looked it up. Do you know how many Scorpion King films there have been? Six. Six. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Disappointingly, five. Ah, oh, nice. <laughs> I think a lot are just direct-to-DVD, though, to be honest. <laughs> I thought there's a lot of cinematic releases. Well, you want with Billy Zane. That's exciting. Yeah, okay. All right. I'm going to name their subtitles, and you have to do a better subtitle. Okay. Little game. All right, Scorpion King 2, Rise of a Warrior. It's hard when I've not seen the film. Yeah. <laughs> whatever you picture, it's going to be better than whatever this film was. I mean, what's the subtitle for this film, The Mummy? Uh, the Mummy, Brendan Frazier. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Fine. Uh, I knew it was coming. Um, Perfect. What about Scorpion King 2, Rise of the Skywalker? <laughs> yeah, the others, you got Battle for Redemption, you got Quest for Power, and you got Book of Souls. Book of Souls. This is like Crow, in it? You know, where they were like, right, <laughs> the first Crow is really popular. Let's make 20 of them. But was Scorpion King popular? Yeah. I think it did pretty well. Okay. Good for it. I mean, it, it has to be popular enough to want to make another one. Um, although, obviously... The, yeah. The, have either of you seen the Tom Cruise Mummy film? Uh, yeah. Ooh. It's it's awful, and I I didn't finish it. I started once. This is just it was just joint. There was no color to it either. It was so weird. It it just it was so bland. They, they I, tried and they were to trying to in a lot. Yeah, they were trying to create a, a cinematic universe, the, the dark universe of of. I mean, Russell Crowe as you know Jekyll and Hyde. I'm up for that. Yeah, but they just didn't they didn't do it very well. But they, they they made the mistake of trying to be too serious that you have to just 
have fun with it, I think. Because, you know, the, was, the, the universal was Tom Cruise monsters, vehicle, wasn't it? Yeah, it, yeah. It could have been anything. Because it's, it's amazing that these classic monsters have endured for a hundred years in cinema. Yeah. God, it's like a hundred years, more than a hundred years for some of them. And, it, and, and, you know, they are, you know, IPs that are, that, that work and people will go and see them time after time, incarnation after incarnation. Well, I think it is starting to get diminishing returns now. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Well, have you watched the most recent Invisible Man? Apparently that's, that's is, that, long, that's, is that with Elizabeth Moss? Yeah, it's a brilliant yeah. film. Yeah, I've heard it's good. See, that's what they should do then. Like, do, do the Blumhouse method, keep it yeah. lower budget. Yeah. Do something interesting with it. And yeah. like, like re-spark things a bit. Or have like a smaller person play Dr. Jekyll and then just uh, what's it as Mr. Hyde because he's already like punching people with telephones and stuff. Do you remember when he did that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Tom, have you got any miscellaneous notes that can't be fit on oh, the conversation? Probably. Here we go. <laughs> uh, for it, look. Okay. It's like it's like an excited puppy. It's great. <laughs> totally. You're gonna regret this. Uh-oh. Uh oh. Set Tifa first. Sofa for second. Oh. <laughs> 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 oh, stop it! Stop there. Oh, That's fine. <laughs> Can't get any better than that. Peak too early. Oh wow. Uh, there's, oh, I'm not sure about that bit, but well, I'll. Say it instead of doing quoting it. It's a la 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 la. Uh, pod racing. <laughs> <laughs> were, you, were you trying? Was that a ululating? Is that what it's yes. called? Sure. Um, Omigulally. Omigulally. It's not an easy name to say. Okay. Uh, uh, the the way my palate is designed just doesn't work for that name. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, he's too handsome to be a baddie. And it was true. He was too handsome. To be Which? A oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Sorry. He, yeah, he was. Uh, spooky wind. There's a lot. <laughs> <laughs> there, there is a lot of of spooky wind in this film. Uh, and because sometimes they, they ignore it, and sometimes like, oh, what was that? The, the, yeah. the, they're like yeah. a dog that's heard a car close outside. What was that? What was that? Yeah, it's Nobody in this film as well shuts the windows. Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's always blowing in. <laughs> There's a bit from Brendan where he's like, there are desert people, value water, not gold. All right, you're an American person, valuing sweeping generalizations. Yeah, that was a, yeah. Not sure about that. Which, as we I see mean, later in the film, they have a very efficient irrigation system because they escape through it. So, you know, yeah. maybe not. They they must have a lot of money, though, desert people, because their hair is just Luscious. conditioned to flame. <laughs> <laughs> uh, chair attack! Sorry, I just really liked when he threw a chair at Benny. It was just... Oh, yes. It, yeah, it, the, the, there's points when you're like, I, you can kind of understand Benny's motivation because Rick O'Connell treats him like shit throughout the whole film. <laughs> yeah. But he, he deserves it all, every single time. Well, he does. He does. But like the very first time we see them in, in the desert, he's berating Benny just for being Benny. Oh, no, he runs away. Yeah, he does. Yeah. yeah, but he knew that. He knew what Benny was like when he enlisted him. Like, <laughs> he can't be surprised. 
uh, backward sand. <laughs> That's the tagline for the film. Backward sand. And there's, yeah, there's a bit where the, the mummy's escaping out a window in like a cloud of sand, and it's clearly just reversed. They've chucked it the sand. <laughs> <laughs> Uh. <laughs> uh, yeah, and just uh, because it's thriller, thriller. Because uh, it's thriller. Well, not all the miscellaneous notes are going to be winners, Tom. Never mind. Thirty uh. <laughs> <laughs> the first, one on sofa for second. Oh. Yeah. That. Definitely peaked too early. That was great. Um, <laughs> do we have anything else we want to say about about the mummy before we call it a day? Did anyone else just get an overwhelming sense of just having dry mouth watching all of this film? <laughs> <laughs> uh, the acting, the sand. <laughs> that, that is uh, scientifically known as the Brendan Fraser effect. <laughs> <laughs> I would hate to be Imhotep, you know, just like pulling sand out of your pants. Like, oh, I, I, I haven't been to the beach for six years and I'm still pulling sand out of every orifice. Well, that's why he only wears a nappy, because it's just, it's too much fat. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he's smart And like because that. he's completely slick, covered in oil, oh, that sand would just stick to him. Oh. <laughs> that's why he doesn't change later on in the movie. <laughs> That seems like a fitting place to end the conversation, to be honest. So This is what you get from this podcast. <laughs> really in-depth deconstruction of these films. <laughs> uh, well, thank you for listening, everyone. If, if you've managed to make it through the whole episode, um, apologies to the Inuit community once again. Uh, if, if you like the show, as always, please, please rate us and subscribe and share <laughs> us. It, um, it it really does help if you can throw us a rating and a and a subscription. It helps other people find the show. Um, so you can apologise to them afterwards, of course, for stumbling across this nonsense. Um, and then I guess we will see you next time for more more of the same. I'm afraid <laughs> it doesn't get any better than this. I'm I'm afraid to say. All right. Well, we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.